The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Virginia and Robert. Hey, I haven't been here for a while, so uh, it's good to be back. Yes, welcome, Robert, and hello, everybody. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. Boy, good to be there, huh? Mm-hmm. I can see people listening to the show all the time on the airplane. <laughs> That's what you do on airplanes. Uh, a few weeks ago, Fish and Frontier released a report, and that's what we're going to talk about today. It covered SEM trends uh, fundamentally for the first quarter, and I think that it was rather uh, a high-level statistical report. Um, we thought maybe we ought to spend a little bit of time talking about this since everybody's concerned with the industry. Uh, from uh, the report, uh, start out with a headline basically it says advertisers and search engines have begun to adjust their strategies mapping to recent changes in consumer behavior to increase profitability <laughs> quite a statement right that's like raw right, right what's it mean exactly I mean, it's got a lot of buzzwords <laughs> yeah sounded good i had to repeat it it, it really uh so uh, the online recession is over and everybody can go back to normal, right? That's what it sounds like. Do you believe it? No, not not at all. Not at all. I think that um, my take on this was that it really came across to me as barely even touching the surface and almost trying to hide the fact and steer people into a false sense of of recovery uh, of the market, and I just don't think we're there yet. I, I still think we're we may have hit bottom, um, but I can't even say that for sure. Uh, I think that people still need to really pay attention to all of their metrics, um, and this report does go into that that people are looking into that. Um, but the positive outlook that this seems to allude to, um, I don't think is is there as much as this article makes it seem like it is. Well, the statistics, and I'll, I'll summarize it for the listeners, that advertising spend is down 3.3%, which is understandable. Right. That uh, ROI has improved by 10%. Now, if I were a company, mm-hmm. I might decrease my spend on branding terms. Mm-hmm which would naturally cause my ROI to go up mm-hmm. near term. Right. True. Right? True. So I'm changing my terms, 
but it doesn't mean that across the board every term is cheaper, which is sort of what this alludes to is, oh, people are spending less bidding on the same words. Right. But it really, because of the ROI number, implies that they're bidding only on the words that are focused on return. Correct. All the words they had converted in the past and nothing else. And you also can't assume that if there's more clicks, that the people clicking have any concept of the price. Right. They're not clicking because it's a cheaper bid and pay-per-click. I mean, that isn't happening at all. So is the ROI higher if you only bid on things that convert? I think so. Right. Well, I thought that this point... um was interesting. SEM spend and ROI trends show advertisers shift towards efficiency strategy. What they weren't like trying to be efficient before, like just <laughs> spending on whatever. Well, I think when the the market, um, when people could actually afford to buy things, um, you were always trying to find new ways to get people to your to your website and everything else, and it makes sense to have some slush money being spent to try to find new opportunities. I just don't think people can afford to hunt down those opportunities right now because they really have to make sure that anything, any traffic that comes to their site does convert uh, to stay in business. I mean, you know, everybody is hurting across the industry, not just our industry, but everywhere. Um, so being able to to maximize that conversion rate it, it has to be key and thus, of course, leading to <laughs> reduced spends and everything else. Yeah, if I if I bid on a brand mm-hmm. that is uh, designed to help me build a brand, mm-hmm. and that brand doesn't convert, those keywords don't convert. All I need to do is know that right. I can knock off the lowest ten percent of my keywords. It might only be three percent of my spend because those are probably cheaper, perhaps mm-hmm. you know, just generic words, things like that. The less expensive words might be the cheaper words, which would only be 3% of my spend. But what's left, if it does convert, I can see that conversion going up. Sure. What's it mean for the recession? Right. I mean, I don't see that as saying, hey, the recession's over. Instead, what I see is this statistically says people are believing there's a recession and they're behaving appropriately in the pay-per-click advertising space. Exactly. Exactly. So as we get into this more and more, um, you know, I, I think is pay per click going up? Are people spending more? Just, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we've yeah. seen people be more conservative across the board. Right. If I, I, if every dollar has to prove itself, if management says we have a choice between jobs. And wasted pay-per-click. I think wasted pay-per-click is going to go every time. Agreed. Smart companies anyway. Smart companies anyway. (laughs) Well, you can take a look at this study. It was done by Efficient Frontier, um, and there's a write-up over uh, at Search Engine Land. But it's time for a quick break. Stick around. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. 
FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PRWeb, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. Earlier we were talking about online marketing trends, and one trend marketers can't ignore is the growth of social networks. I'm here with Tim Kendall, Director of Monetization at Facebook. Thanks for coming on the show, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tim uh, oversees product development and marketing for social advertising on the Facebook social ads platform. Can you tell us a little bit about Facebook social ads and why social advertising is different than the other channel channels that are available? So our product, which is called um, Facebook Advertising, is a product that allows performance marketers to target um, across our 200 million active user base. So we have a number of typical search marketers who have discovered our product as a way to access leads that they couldn't otherwise get through paid search. So let me explain what I mean by that. When you think about the use case for search, it's very much what we like to characterize as demand fulfillment. So if a user goes to Google or goes to Yahoo or goes to Microsoft, they type in a query like a digital camera. And when they type that query in, they very much Demand has already been created. They simply are looking to have that demand fulfilled. So it's a a very different use case than the use case in which we think we excel. Um, 
And that happens to be a great use case for people who want to sell digital cameras and they can buy um, advertising and then when a user enters digital camera in the search query box, advertisements show up on the right-hand side. Um, people click on them um, at a pretty high rate and they convert pretty well. There is a whole another segment of marketing that precedes that stage when a, when, a, when a user raises their hand and says, you know what, I'm ready to buy a digital camera. And that whole phase we call demand generation. And that's where we believe we have a very differentiated offering. So what we think we can do in kind of this demand generation realm is enable a performance marketer to find customers before it even occurs to them to search. So a specific example of that would be, um, just to continue with the, with the, the camera example, would be Canon or Nikon going onto the site or the performance agency for Canon and Nikon going onto Facebook and ordering a set of ads that targeted um, men and women between the ages of 20 and 40 who list photography as one of their interests or photographer as their job title, and then they can target a, 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 a very relevant cohort of people who might be interested in buying a camera, but aren't yet at that point where they're going to a search engine and raising their hand and asking for that demand to be fulfilled. Instead, they've kind of predisposed themselves to possibly wanting to buy a camera by virtue of sharing that information with their friends and therefore Facebook, and then we can take that information and effectively generate demand on behalf of the search marketer, um, which we think is, is pretty powerful. And we also think that it creates a whole new set of prospective customers in a fixed period of time that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. If you think about that search agency, again, that is looking to sell more cameras, there's only a fixed amount of searches for as an example, Nikon cameras on Google every month. And I would posit that it's a subset of the number of users that we have on Facebook who have listed photography or have photographer as one of their titles. So we're able to kind of cast the net a little bit wider and therefore give marketers access to a set of people that they just wouldn't be able to reach via paid search. And so that's that's the value proposition. Demand generation is definitely a good position to be in, I would think, as an advertiser. And um, and then you also mentioned the fact that you're reaching out to people who are already, you know, very interested and engaged and, and getting um, recommendations from their friends and that kind of thing. That's also a, a great position. Um, but do you think that, like, you know, you hear sometimes in our industry – complaints about um, commercial uh, content in a private space, but is that mostly coming from a vi vocal minority in your experience? Like, I don't know. It seems like it would be useful for the average user as well. Well, I think that, you know, across all advertising um, mediums, you're going to get, a, a, as you say, a vocal minority who, who isn't particularly thrilled with, with the advertising. Um, experience in a particular type of media. When you get complaints in TV, you, you get you get complaints in radio. Um, the unique thing that we've done to combat that is that we actually have a feedback mechanism that we've built into our advertising product on the user side 
So actually, if you look at the ads on the right-hand side of, of the page, um, and even the, the advertisement on the home page, we actually have a thumbs up and a thumbs down button right around the ad. And it allows users to give us real-time feedback on whether that ad is a good ad and one that's relevant to them, or if they click thumbs down, a bad ad and one that they don't want to see again. And we do a couple of things with that information. One is that if you see an ad in a lifestyle category, let's let's call it dating, um, and you thumbs down that ad, we actually take that into account and won't show you that category of ad going forward for some period of time. So we can actually use that to tailor your individual experience as a user. The other thing that we do is we factor in the thumbs up and thumbs down feedback into the ad serving algorithm. Mm -hmm. So ads that are highly relevant, broadly speaking, and have a, a, a higher tendency of thumbs up, we actually reward by showing their ads more often and actually dropping the CPC that they pay. So we actually put it into a parameter um, of the algorithm that we use to decide which ads to show. And um, conversely, if there's an ad or a campaign that has um, a high number of thumbs down, we actually factor that into the algorithm as well. And those people are, in effect, taxed at a higher CPC by virtue of having an ad that, that we deem to be broadly less relevant. All right. Well, that's that seems like a pretty good way of dealing with that and really uh, improving the quality all around for everybody. Um, so I was at Search Engine Strategies New York earlier this year, and you know, uh, your Facebook had a team there, kind of uh, sharing with uh, the attendees about Facebook advertising. And um, do you think though that there's still a decent amount of evangelism and education that has to happen before? Um, the network takes off or are advertisers already moving towards Facebook at a fast rate? And, you know, I heard on um, earlier this year you were interviewed by Jeremy Shoemaker and he uh, talked to you and you mentioned um, that you're still, you know, working to scale the program. So what obstacles are you facing as far as advertiser adoption? Sure. Well, I think, I think in general we've been really pleased with the rate of scale, um, and we were, were seeing an increasing number of successful instances in which advertisers are, are leveraging the product and getting, um, getting good returns. So we're seeing a lot of advertisers that are actually getting the same or, in, in, in many cases, better ROI than what they're getting through paid search, um, and we're just hearing on an increasing basis about those examples. So that's that's a signal to us that um, the product's working and adoption is, is increasing. Um, so I think that we're rapidly getting to a point where um, I think most search marketers, as you pointed out in the introduction of the show, are aware that they need to be on, on, on places like Facebook because it's a great way to find customers who aren't necessarily searching. Um, you know, I think in general, we want to continue to educate the, the paid search world about how this is a, an additive solution that they should absolutely be using in conjunction with, with their paid search campaign. Well, there's always room to learn more about um, 
marketing and online, especially growing and changing at a, always a fast pace. So um, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and telling us uh, a little bit about Facebook advertising, Tim. Thank you. Uh, it's time for a quick break. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. Webmasterradio.fm. Clothing is optional. Webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on Webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia, and I'm here with Susan and Michael, and today we've been talking about advertising and marketing in a recession. We thought we'd share our thoughts on how to add value to your products or services so that you stand out and um, are considered a good value by your audience. Well, uh, I think the first thing you have to understand is when the economy is not doing very well, then businesses are going to be looking for value first over... um, some of the other considerations that they might have, like, uh, well, what other considerations do people have when they buy stuff? <laughs> uh, well, brand names, for one thing. People are going to be more interested in whether or not your product does something as opposed to whether or not it's just got a fancy brand name behind it. Yes. I mean, that's really the big push behind the Mac PC campaign, isn't it? Is that Mac before was trading on the, oh, we're so simple to use, and we've got this brand, and everybody loves us, and this is the other thing. And the PC stuff 
the Microsoft stuff that they've been hitting back with has been very, well, I need my computer to do this, so I built my computer to do this. And it's very focused on the things that you do with it. And, yeah. I mean, th- I don't know how successful the two campaigns are, <laughs> because, um, on the other hand, Mac is just that much better at advertising. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, I, I don't know if you noticed, but <laughs> they just brought out their second quarter results, and they were the best second quarter results ever for Apple. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, like I said, I, I didn't necessarily mean that it was doing well, but just that that per- those particular campaigns are are very, I think, indicative of where the recession is going, where the economy is going. Yeah. I think more, so everybody's always looking for value, even in a good economy. So I should rephrase what I opened with, but people are going to be a lot stricter and tighter about the value that they're looking for. When the economy's not doing very well, you can be a lot more lenient. You know, you obviously you can pay higher salaries, maybe take on more um, employees. You can buy things which you haven't proved to the nth degree are as effective as you're hoping. But Right, well, you could also take a lot more chances. I mean, you know... The the thing behind you know you know choosing value is that you're really going to take your time, think about it, and make your purchase because you can't afford to take the risk that okay, well we'll go with this, and if it doesn't work out, then we'll just do something else. There isn't the money to just do something else. You have to get it right the first time. Right, and I think it kind of goes down to like what do you need, like, and versus what do you want. It's a big difference, right there. Yeah, absolutely. Need versus want is. One of those things that gets radically redefined as, you know, belts get tightened. Before it was, I need my Starbucks every morning. (laughs) Now I'm kind of at the point of, well, I guess I could have a cup of coffee this morning. (laughs) That's, you know, need versus want is is on every level. Yeah, and the concept of having to prove value is actually dovetails nicely with a problem that I think is endemic to the search marketing industry. Actually, not so much PPC, but in the SEO arena. A a lot of times it's hard to prove that we're affecting the bottom line to the degree that, especially upper management, who might only have a hazy view of what's going on in the search marketing campaigns, it's hard to say, okay, this revenue came from the efforts that we did here, you know, these optimizations that we made. PPC, it's pretty easy because you have direct conversion tracking you know exactly what the cost of the ads were and you know the price for the for the product sale and you know what you're getting with seo because people can come on come in onto the site at any page and because we don't have super sophisticated ways of tracking users through the site yet um it can be harder to do that you know well we increased your rankings and based on this amount of search volume that's coming in for these terms that you're going for, you know, we can give you kind of a hazy idea of the value we're bringing. But I think as an industry, we're going to have to get a lot stricter and a lot stronger on that because people are going to be demanding it, especially the higher-ups. Oh, yeah. Well, we've been talking about analytics and how important analytics are for two years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was always sort of a, you need to have analytics, you need to have analytics. But... Really, you need to have analytics. I mean, at this point, if you're not if you're not putting analytics on your website and you're doing search engine optimization, what are you, what are you doing? Absolutely. That's, I mean, it's and I think Bruce it's was irresponsible about business. This, yeah. yeah. Earlier last year, mm-hmm. and it even putting analytics on for SEO, you need to take it a step further because you're gonna have you have to um, tune the analytics package to be able to track 
organic users specifically because analytics packages aren't made just for search optimizers. Right. They're made for a lot of other people, and they don't often take into account the kinds of things that are important to us. So you have to dig right in there. You have to dive right in and make sure that everything's going according to your needs for the metrics and the KPIs that you're going to have to show the people who are the stakeholders for your project. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really excellent point. And as a search marketing company, it might not be a bad idea to throw that kind of stuff into the package. Right. Talking about value-added services, I mean, it's it's not necessary. I know a lot of people, because you know, there's the value-add versus the budget-conscious, you know. How cost-effective is it for a company like ours to throw in analytics? It's not. I mean, analytics cost money and they cost time and whatever. But by the same token, if we're saying you have to have them... Right. I mean, you know, that's that's a question for the sales team, mostly. But it is it is one of those questions that they, we're, we got to... We have to do more than just recommend. Yeah. It's hard because especially the best analytics packages for SEO, they're... <laughs> they're pretty expensive. They are. They are. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that they'll come down in price because I think they really are critical to those successive projects down the line. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. If you have internet marketing questions or topics you'd like to hear about, please send them to SEMSynergy at BruceClay.com. Next week, we'll be talking about changes to local search results and other recent search news. Find out more on SEMSynergy.com. And thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. SEMSynergy.